Hello and welcome to the No Pressure Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. My guest today is a videographer, brand development specialist, and a very, very big force on social media. His company, Whiteout, creates social media content for people like Antonio Brown, The Game, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, Jameson. Jameson, how's it going, man? What's going on? Happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you on. Definitely one that I've been looking forward to for a while. You have completely just taken over the whole social media thing. Uh, when I met you a few years ago, you were strictly strictly the video and now you're going out, you know, going after everything, which is awesome to see. So, you know, just for the listeners, uh, I'd love if you kind of tell us about yourself and so everyone can kind of get a feel for who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Jamison. I'm a, I mean, photographer, videographer, um, do social media, uh, stuff like that. Um, originally from Connecticut, uh, moved down to Miami, Florida back in 2017. Um, been down here since then, moved out to LA um, last November, so November of 2020. Uh, I was only out there for a year, conquered basically everything I wanted to do out there and you know decided to head back to Miami, back to the roots and uh, back to the city that I had all my connections in, I had all my relationships in. Um, it's basically where I really grew um, my personal brand and my company and stuff like that. And just super happy to be back here. It's this, honestly, the city is, is I was, is, this is like literally one of the best cities in the world. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities. And uh, I definitely took this place for granted when I uh, decided to leave. I don't know what I was thinking, but happy to be back here. Yeah, everybody says the same thing about Miami. It's like you leave it for a little bit, then you miss all the aspects of it. Um, you know, mm. I'll get down there one day, but I've heard it's an absolutely beautiful place. So happy you're kind of back in that space where you feel at home and can create, yeah. and, you know, work effectively. That's probably the most important thing. Absolutely. So, you know, getting into you and your work, obviously, videographer and content first, you know, you always kind of have to be creative. You have to look for the next thing and look for what's going to catch people's eyes, especially on social media where the attention spans are so short. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of look for in drawing inspiration for whatever kind of content you're creating that day? Um, that's a good question. I actually just try to, I really think on the fly for a lot of stuff. Um, a few years ago when I first started this, I would, you know, do more of like the, you know, shot list scripts, like all that kind of stuff. And when you're, you know, when you're on set or like, you know, at a shoot and, you know, rules are are meant to be broken and like the boundaries are you know you're it's you're meant to go past the boundaries and stuff like that so i kind of stopped um doing like shot lists or like just like a lot of pre-prep pre-production stuff like that and i mean obviously on bigger like shoots and sets like that you have to roll with that but more of like you know the promotional like brand campaign and stuff like that i mean it's really i really think on the fly and you know just make sure the shot's good and you know make make sure the client's happy make sure the model looks good the car um really whatever it is that i'm shooting and really it comes down it's not really just shooting anymore it's really how you edit um stuff like that so i try to stay pretty original with all the content that i put out there whether it's photo or video content um even on the promotional side i just try to you know be as different as possible and I feel like a lot of videographers these days and editors kind of use like the corny, like cheesy edits and like overlays and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not a slap in the face to them. You know, I'm not calling anyone out, but I just feel like everyone's doing that nowadays. And, you know, the cleaner production um, edit is, I just, I've always, you know, rolled with that. Um, I wasn't really ever into like the cheesy, like 
overlays or like just crazy edits and stuff like that. I think the clean stuff is, you know, it's more of a production. It looks like a commercial. It looks like a movie. Like you're not going to see like these crazy, like weird ass effects and, you know, Hollywood films, like no movie director, editor, whatever, allow that. Especially. Yeah, exactly. And I think now kind of echoing what you said, you see so much of the same stuff in your social media feed. Right. And so Mm -hmm. to gain traffic and kind of gain notoriety and people looking at your posts for more than half a second, you have to have the editing style that will stand out. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing that I've always noticed with your content, especially is that it stands out from the rest of my feed. So well, it makes you want to interact and like stop and say, Oh, that was really good. Let me scroll back up to that and take another look at it. And that Mm -hmm. second look is key. And I think that for brands and businesses, of all sizes that's something that you can kind of translate into whatever content you put out the mm. first look isn't that important with social media content it's all about if you can get that second one because mm. everybody can get one and just as a business and a brand it's super important to continue to be original in that regard and even though something might look like it's trending trends are always set by one person so continue to kind of choose that originality and really kind of grow that way it's something that mm. i've seen has been effective in just building businesses and building brands on that social media side for mm-hmm. sure Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, you know, branding and your personal brand and how you structure like the look of like, you know, your brand and yourself is, is the, it's, it's the key. Like that's, if you hit the nail on the head with that, like you're, you have the green light for anything. Yeah. Absolutely. And so for you, you've gone from, like I said, when you and I met, you were, you know, just kind of getting started in the video realm with some, Mm -hmm. you know, just some music videos and all that kind of stuff. That was a while ago when we met. Yeah. I was it had to have been seven was, years almost. Yeah, that was 20, 2016, I believe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, six years. That's crazy. That was a cold, cold day. Yes, in very far southern Connecticut. That was something. Yes. But, you know, we yeah. made it work, right? It was chilly. Make it work. That was chilly. It's a, Today, you've kind of scaled up and it seems like you're always incorporating new things into your brand and just your overall offering. What is your personal motivation for going out and finding new ways to scale up your business and generate more leverage for yourself in that regard? Um, That's a good question, honestly. Wow. I would say, honestly, like my biggest thing and everyone always asks me how to like people, I literally got actually a DM the other day from this kid. He was like, I'm in real estate. Um, he used to shoot all the time, but he's like, I'm in real estate now. And like, I want to get connected with like, you know, big name people, whether they're entrepreneurs, public figures, celebrities, athletes, musicians, you know, the whole nine. He's like, how would you, how are you able to, you know, really do that and like get in that space and like know the right people. And honestly, the one answer that I gave him, I said it straightforward. I was like, the way you network like your network is your net worth. And that's something that I've always like lived lived by. And I know a lot of people are saying it now and it's kind of getting like, you know, almost like a little like cringe and corny, but like it's the realest thing like in the world. Um, So I'd say like my number one, um, sorry about that. My number one thing um, with, you know, like building a brand and like knowing the right people is just literally like networking. Um, because, you know, if one of these big people, you know, share your post, then you get the exposure from their whole following, their whole network. And it's just a snowball effect after that. 
Yeah, for sure. And having, like you said, that strong network is really everything, especially in an age where everybody kind of knows who you associate with by looking at your social profiles. Like, you know, who are you following? Who's following you? In some places, that stuff matters more than others, but it's still something that matters if you're trying to build a business that's scaled through social media and personal brands. So super important there. Definitely can echo that one. Mm -hmm. And you know, on just the overall business side, right? What is something that you would say you are doing that attracts those opportunities for you? Because you can have the network and that's all well and good, but translating your network into work requires some kind of strategy to bring people in and provide value. How would you say that you're providing value to new customers? The way I, I work, the way I handle, you know, each client, I treat them, you know, as like a friends, as a um not really. A f I mean, yeah, I mean, I treat them as a friend, you know, I'll take them out to dinner, I'll take them out to lunch, I'll make sure they're good. You know, if they're after we work, if they're ever like in Miami, and they need anything, like I always have them like hit me up, you know, know a lot of connections, whether it's, you know, house rentals, car rentals, clubs, dinner, like anything like that, I can make it happen for them. So I feel like my clients know me more on the personal level, which definitely helps me, you know, get my name out there more because, you know, a referral from them can open so many more doors. So I always try to keep keep it real and keep it um, pretty um, personal with like each and every client. Obviously, there's some that, you know, it's just a you know, work relationship and that's really it. And like sometimes <clears throat> I'll get a client where I just do one job and like that's it. But for the most part, most of my clients, if not all of them, probably 99%, um, know me more on like a personal level because you know we'll go out we'll go have a good time we'll go to dinner go to lunch um we'll go out in miami enjoy the nightlife stuff like that so i think that's kind of where i differ i know a lot of people that you know it's just like they chase the money they get the paycheck they do the work and that's it they don't really like they're not like more on like a one-on-one -on -one level with like anyone i mean this is for like you know people that have brands entrepreneurs um you know models, all that stuff. I mean, I'm pretty close friends with, you know, everyone that I've worked with. Yeah. And that's really important is having that personal relationship just because of how many opportunities those personal relationships can kind of get you in the door with. And that all comes back to your network, right? But mm -hmm. being able to, there's a difference between going out and meeting a thousand people and going out and, you know, retaining a thousand people. And mm -hmm. you can meet, you can meet anybody one time, but after you have that introduction, it's on mm -hmm. you as a networker to go and retain that. So it's super important to make sure that you actually go do that. Um, mm -hmm. And so switching gears a little bit here, a lot of our listeners are actually small business owners, medium-sized business owners looking for advice and motivation to what they do. And I think a big part of that starts with your personal brand, whether it be, you know, Instagram or LinkedIn or something like that. And mm -hmm. you could give one tip to somebody looking to brand themselves on social media or, you know, any kind of presence where they're hoping to eventually monetize it. What would you say is one thing, one place to kind of start? This is actually a great thing because I'm going more, um, I didn't tell you this. I didn't want to tell you this until obviously we got on here because I feel like we could bounce um, the podcast off of this. But I'm mainly going more into the social media realm now, um, kind of putting shooting on the back burner and keeping it as like a hobby. Um, not because obviously anything with like clients and stuff like that. It's more of just like um, there's more opportunity with the social media stuff. And, you know, there's more it's more of a. Um, 10, 20 year plan 
I feel like, you know, I don't want to be that photographer, videographer that's like 30, 32 shooting like, you know, models that are like 18, 19. I just, it, I, I know a few right now that are like that and they have a bad rep and it kind of just, it kind of looks weird on like their yeah. brand part. So I'm staying more on the social media side of things um, and the e-com side of things. So like anything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know, I, I can do it all. Um, I have a whole team now that basically handles everything, you know, A through Z. So anything, anyone that needs anything regarding, you know, Instagram and Facebook, like I said, like that's mainly what people come to me for now. But back to your question um, for, you know, scaling your brand and your personal, you know, your personal brand, your company, et cetera. The biggest thing right now is when you go to your Instagram, if you have good content, good engagement, you know, you're posting consistently. The followers don't matter. Um, I mean, they do to a, an extent, obviously, if you have like a brand that's like, um, if it's like a clothing brand and it's like under like 10,000 followers, like you need to obviously step that up. I feel like big clothing brands, like good clothing brands should have a minimum of like a hundred K. Um, you know, they should have their bio dialed in. They should have all their content dialed in. They should have content, honestly, like, you know, if, if their photographer, like, you know, breaks their arm or breaks their leg and he's out for like a month or two, three months, they should have enough content to roll, um, you know, for the, for that time, that the time being that he's, you know, out of commission and stuff like that. And I'm not saying like, if you don't like you're screwed, but like a good brand has like that, Oh, you know, that knowledge to like, okay, like shit, what if something happens, you know, something down the line, we want to have a lot of content to sit on, you know, just stuff like that. And I've worked with a few brands that, there's content that they haven't even posted that you know we've shot a year ago a year and a half ago two years ago and they're just sitting on it because we had we've just created so much stuff um whether it's photo video content um and you know they're getting a lot of other personal content from people that you know are rocking like their clothes or their accessories and you know stuff like that so having that good mixture is very good as well um but definitely for growing your brands your social media is the number one thing um and you know having good pr all that stuff getting the name out there on google and articles you know getting the shares on facebook even if you're like buying like a shout out on twitter like it's it's good it's very good to have that it's very good to do that and you know if you're not putting um you know money in an investment into you know yourself or your brand or your company then you, you you're doing you're literally doing it the wrong way um it's definitely smart to, you know, all the money that you're making, you know, the first six to 12 months, 18 months, put it right back into your brand, your company, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that right now, kind of the way that I go about finding any kind of business, whether it be a restaurant or anything else, I'll look it up like, you know, Italian food near me. And then if I find a place, I'm more inclined to go to their social media to see what kind of vibe the restaurant gives off um, and all of that. So I think it's really important, kind of like you said, that content staying fresh and current with respect mm -hmm. to your brand is something that you should really, you know, step up on. But, you yeah. know, on that social media side too, like just, you know, going off of what you were kind of saying about tr making that transition to the space full time and everything like that. Where do you see for the biggest opportunities in the social media space right now? Because obviously it's changing, right? Short form video is becoming king. TikTok is, you know, going off. You have TikTok's taking off. Thing. TikTok is taking off right now until Instagram changes back to their chronological algorithm. When IG switches back to that, I guarantee you TikTok's going to shut. Like, be screwed because that's the biggest thing right now and 
I'll get reached out to all the time. Like, oh, you have 80,000 followers, your engagement, you know, your engagement's not as crazy as, you know, like these influencers. And the answer to that is if you find a model that has, you know, or an influencer that, you know, has been in the game for 10, 15 years that had the same Instagram that has 5 million followers. And, you know, you get these TikTokers or like these newbies that have 5 million, their accounts been around for like, you know, a year, two years, their engagement's going to be much higher. The accounts that have been on Instagram for a long time, for literally a long time, like mine and some other people that I know, their engagement's taking, you know, taking a hit because, the way Instagram's algorithm is working right now, it's it's screwing us in the long run and giving all you know the the stardom to all these like newer accounts when you know we still have like the loyal like I guess you could say fans. Um, but once that chronological algorithm's back, I think Instagram's gonna pop off again. Um, I'm excited. I know everyone that I'm working with, you know, on my team's excited. All my clients are excited. You know, I have a bunch of friends and musicians artists all that stuff everyone's super stoked to get that back because the the new instagram the past year year and a half has been it's been awful this algorithm change needs to happen and whoever decided on making that happen to go back to the old old way of it is absolute genius (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think going off that too one thing that's kind of taken a hit on instagram with that whole chronological thing is they're really pushing video content it was like they were trying Mm -hmm. to compete but they were missing this one piece until they kind of went in now so they were Mm -hmm. pushing you know short-term reels and that was kind of their big thing was like real 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 and people are posting them and they you know you get three four thousand views on a reel but they you know half the time they translate the followers the other half of the time they don't the whole algorithm became so diluted because they were trying to keep up on my end mm. of things it just became a platform where investing an extreme amount of time wasn't super worth it um, obviously you know that's going to be changing soon because you have the same half a second between your post and the next person's post so you can kind of catch people that way so mm. i'm also really excited for that i think it's going to be great for the space and it should be great for bringing people back to photos and static content mm. and you know versus is like just the regular one-off shoot this video on my cell phone upload it and hope that it gets five thousand views and hope yeah. somebody buy hope somebody goes on my store and buy something so mm-hmm. that's super exciting mm-hmm. and so you know on your side of things right you're an entrepreneur you deal with a lot of the same business front headaches that we all deal with mm-hmm. how you know how do you deal with just the pressure everyday pressures of trying to run a business and be successful at it and support not only yourself but other people on your team Um, It's definitely the consistency, Um, you know, getting long-term clients, building that relationship. Um, I think if, you know, you're going into it for the quick money and stuff like that, you're, you're in the wrong business. Um, You're in the wrong industry. I think, you know, that's more of a, you know, other career path that you need to, you know, venture into. Um, the social media realm of things, you know, either with you're working with brands or clients, you know, have like a business where you're doing like content, like the stuff that I was doing. Longevity is the biggest thing with um, having a success, successful company and building that personal relationship with your clients is, is literally the key, um, you know, to wake up. I, you know, there was, there was points where I would, you know, I would wake up, you know, on a Monday and be like, all right, shit, like I need to go like lock in like two deals this week or I'm like, or I'm screwed. Um, and thankfully, you know, over the past like year, year and a half, two years, 
you know, my business has taken off to where like it comes in as like almost like a referral type thing or people will see my Instagram and be like, yo, like, let's do this on this day. Like what's your schedule? Like, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, so I definitely think having, you know, longevity with good clients that have um, a good exposure will help you, you know, the biggest or the most with, you know, locking in long-term deals or multiple like you know short-term deals and stuff like that yeah absolutely there's a lot to be said for consistency and you know longevity kind of like you said right you have companies that mm -hmm. are around especially the digital marketing social media spaces for six months mm -hmm. and it was because they got one deal that would last them six months and they stopped pushing mm -hmm. and so the key is to push you know throughout those six months for more and continue to scale and i think that's kind of where a lot of business gets diluted it's just it's the lack of follow through and that's the biggest thing and that's what mm -hmm. i always try to tell people who ask the same question it's you know how do i keep my business open for three years four years ten years it's consistency and follow through and that's if you can do that and you can work outwork everybody else you're going to be successful in whatever you're mm -hmm. doing but you have to have that mindset so very, very important. The one thing that I definitely want to do, um, I mean, obviously so saturated now in Miami, but like, I feel like if I opens one, it would be, it would do great because I know I have the connections, I have the network and I also know like a lot of people in Miami, but like opening like a lounge restaurant type of vibe. Um, you've been down here before multiple times, right? Yeah. You've been to, you know, obviously know like Komodo, you know, like, you know, all of like Grutman's like restaurants and stuff like that. Um, for people that don't know, Dave Grutman, absolute legend. He literally runs Miami. <laughs> um, he's a freaking savage. And, you know, on the entrepreneurial side, he's definitely someone that, you know, I've looked up to. Um, you know, he started out as a bartender and now he like, you know, he owns and runs everything down here. Um, so, I mean, the restaurant, like hospitality like industry is you know if you do it the wrong way um you know you're screwed your you know your investor is gonna is gonna hate you but if you do it the right way and you know you get the right people in your door you know you reach out if anyone out there honestly listening to this that has like a you know a dope restaurant in like a city um you know or like outside of a city and stuff like that like reach out to these athletes reach out to these influencers these celebrities you know hit them up on instagram find their manager send them an email, reach out to them on TikTok, like Twitter, be like, yo, come in one night, like comp dinner on me. Like that, like if, I mean, if it's a high end spot, like that $500 comp dinner can lead to so many more like covers, like leading down the line. Like you don't know how many people like that follow them or like in that area or like, you know, people that are in the city at that time. I mean, that can just boom that business like immediately. And I think that's the biggest thing with places down here in Miami is, you know, these restaurants and like lounges and like, you know, the pre club pre like going out places that everyone goes to. They're so successful because they have celebrities come here. They have athletes come here. They have the biggest music artists come here and like people that are going into that restaurant, like after they see that they feel like the, they feel like the celebrity. They feel like, you know, um, they feel like the athlete, they feel like the big influencer and stuff like that. And it's just like a more of a, uh, it's like a serotonin thing, almost like with your brain. Um, Cause that's like, that's the way they <clears throat> make it feel on like social media and stuff like that. If that makes sense, kind of going like all around right now. I'm staring at this actually mega yacht driving by right now. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, the hospitality thing and like the whole like restaurant thing in Miami is super cool. And I think, you know, people out there with like 
you know, restaurants or in the hospitality group, if you're reaching out to the right people, you can make your business, you know, 10 X, um, pretty quickly, especially if it's something new. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that that's one piece that a lot of business owners are missing is they believe that having that expense of that first cosign, like you said, you know, if it's a $500 comp dinner for some Mm. people, it's like, I don't, even if they have the revenue, they're like, I don't want to spend it on something like that because they see the short-term expense, not the long-term value. And Mm. I think in cities, you know, Miami's New York, Los Angeles, Boston, look at Boa Steakhouse in Los Angeles, for example, right? His solution after he opened that was just pack it with influencers and people who are important. And then everybody else will want to eat there and they charge a lot of money. That is the biggest influence. I honestly, I went there once when I was out there most overrated restaurant in the world um that and like nursery two most overrated spots that i've ever been to in my life um nothing against bo obviously but i think it's just definitely a huge like it's that influencer like trap like type of place because like i mean they're comping like most of these people's dinners so it's a little different but um yeah i mean that i mean the whole like social media industry is just absolutely insane like if i was open if i was to open a place half the covers on opening night would be like all like you know the artists athletes influencers like celebrities i know i would oh i'd reach out to them months in advance you know if they're away and they're not going to be like in miami you know first class round trip flights only a few hundred bucks you know get them down here put them up in a hotel for a night just to have them in there just to get that pr you know have like you know whole like media photography team like outside have them it's it's good like it's something that I want to do down the line. Um, maybe not for like another 10 years or so, but we'll definitely see. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, keep working, keep that consistency, you know, anything's possible. But yeah, abs- absolutely there. And so as far as, you know, Whiteout and just your overall brand, where do you kind of hope to take that in the future? Um, Whiteout's definitely going to, it'll definitely stay around for, you know, some time. I mean, that's something that, you know, me and a partner started after we left um, this agency that we were both with down in Miami, um, we had different plans for the company. So I obviously, he went elsewhere. You know, I don't even think he's really doing um, this type of stuff anymore. I actually think he's like, I actually have no idea what he's doing. I haven't, we haven't spoken in like a year. Um, I actually need to text him and catch up because I know he just moved back down to Miami full time. But uh, <clears throat> Whiteout is definitely going to be something that's going to be around for a while. Um, you know, I'm still hiring out, you know, other photographers and videographers, giving people jobs and stuff like that. And I think Whiteout's definitely going to be known as, you know, a social media, you know, marketing, advertising, consulting company, more, more or less, rather than photo video content. Um, but obviously with the marketing advertising, like content comes along with that, but for the most part, um, I don't know. I have some cool plans for it. Um, definitely want to get, you know, it's a high end like clothing company based off of that. Um, coming, you know, in the next year or so, I was working on something the past over the past like year or two years, but just haven't like solidified anything yet. But I definitely want to do like something dope with like, you know, like um, specific drops and stuff like that. Like just high quality stuff, like the fear of God, like essentials, like, yeah. you know, relatively cheap but the quality of it's like insane. So like just basics and stuff like that, I think would really, uh, really hit. Yeah, 
that all sounds incredible. I'm sure those are all things you'll achieve too. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to, you know, tell the listeners and all that where they can find you, social media, websites, now's the time to just plug yourself, make sure that they can reach you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at, at Jamison, J J A M I X S O N. Jamison was taken. So you had to take the E out and put the X, uh, whiteout. You can find on IG at whiteout. And then, um, <clears throat> my website is jamixson.com, uh, whiteouts, whiteout.co. Um, you know, hit me up on IG if you have any questions about, you know, branding, um, marketing, PR, advertising, any of that stuff. You know, we'll take care of you guys. Absolutely. And all that information will also be li- linked in the description of this episode. So feel free to check that, click the links, reach out, check out, check them out. And if you ever need anything on social media, you know, this man is on there all the time. I see it's him bad. It's some bad. crazy my, stuff. My screen, my screen time on my phone is scary. It's really bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to know. So it's like, definitely check him out. Any Instagram, you know, video, anything like that. He can either point you in the right direction or he can do everything for you. So, you know, thank you, uh, James, for coming on. I appreciate your time and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.